If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors protect their hard-earned wealth. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515 to strategize with the wealth protection diva today. Call Sage International. Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. There are millions of job openings waiting to be filled each month. Employers are struggling to attract and keep employees around as Americans leave for other jobs where they could make more money, be less stressed, have more flexibility, or not be part of a toxic office environment. As employees leave their jobs, businesses are saying they have few or no qualified candidates. While companies are competing to find talent, some businesses are having trouble getting applicants to even show up for interviews or who in the middle of the hiring process cease all communication, and that is called ghosting. If you've never considered using a staffing agency, I can assure you that they'll save your business a lot of time and money and help you find well-qualified candidates. A staffing agency is the go-between between the employers and workers, helping to match qualified candidates with companies that have job openings, whether it's a direct placement, temp to hire, recruiting, executive search, or traditional day labor. My guest, Johnny Skronik, who heads up the branch field operations of his family-owned business, Square One Solutions, a staffing agency based here in Reno, Nevada. You can check out their website, worksq1.com. Johnny, good to see you. Thanks, Sherry. Good to see you as well. Well, it's funny. We hadn't seen each other in a long time, and then we both were speaking at an event last week, which was all around this very topic of recruiting and how do people find you know, talent. So let, let's talk about the overall what's going on around America, specifically even northern Nevada, is that trying to find these candidates and then convert these candidates into employees has become a major challenge for many organizations. Yeah, it's a, it's a really unique and difficult hiring environment right now. Um, I would say that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of employees did a lot of soul searching during the pandemic. Um, it kind of, everybody kind of got a little bit of a, a break from work, if you will. There was a work from home component. Businesses changed the way they do business. And encouraging people to look to see what else is out there. Um, I read an interesting article the other day uh, that employees that are hired post-pandemic are actually being paid more in some cases than employees that stuck with their employers during the pandemic. And uh, it's almost a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy where these employees say, well, I deserve more too. Um, you know, where's my raise or, or I just want to change. And so I think that just about every employee has reevaluated their current employment situation. And then I think there's a lot of people that are hesitant to rejoin the job market. Um, I don't know, uh, you know, where people 
are able to gain their income if they're not working, but there's obviously a shortage. And we also came out of the pandemic with a really robust economy in almost every segment. So there may just be not enough employees at this time. So if if you want to be one of the employers that has enough people, you have to get really aggressive in your hiring techniques and you have to create a really good place to work and and make it an environment that people want to want to come back to. I'm an employer. I've, you know, had someone in-house trying to recruit. I mean, it's a full-time job. Part of the problem is discovering what it is the job actually is that you want to hire for. So how important is that when you work with uh, organizations or companies to really narrow down what job are you hiring for? Because I find that a lot of people try to build these amazing job descriptions, yet that really isn't required for the job. Sure. So I'm a big fan of of what I call a realistic job preview. Um, You have to be able to tell a candidate what they're doing as much with as much detail as possible. If you leave out pieces that are more difficult in the job description or they start the job and it's not what you told them, that's a really good way to lose an employee. So I say it's it's really important to get with your managers and to the people that'll be overseeing this person and create a really clear picture of what they'll be doing. But I also like to just preface each job with There could be other duties that are not included here. This job could change the job duties that you do. So we're looking for someone that's flexible because just about every job changes. Even if it just changes due to a person's skill set, you may discover a candidate has some additional skills or is really good in a certain category. And I I say there's very few jobs aside from maybe production-related jobs that don't evolve with a candidate's skill set. I really want to focus on why a staffing agency might be really important at this point in time versus someone in-house trying to be that recruiter because, I mean, it's about sourcing and recruiting and selecting and facilitating. It's a process. Absolutely. And I think it's it's really important not to just... Uh, you know, trust any old staffing company, you need to have a relationship with the recruiter you're working with. Uh, They not only need to have a very clear understanding of the role that they're hiring for, but they need to understand the people that they're hiring for. They need to know those people because it's not just about a candidate's skill set match, it's a personality match as well. The other benefit that comes to using a staffing company is like, for instance, myself, I've done tens of thousands of job interviews for every level of position. So I have, not only do I feel like I have an ability that other people don't have as a, as a judge of, of character and, and what an employee will eventually be for an organization, but I've just had so much more experience interviewing. Whereas some people, if they're hiring, they may hire once or twice throughout a year. Um, Also, I have access to so many more candidates because I have been viewed as the job center for years and years. So people tell their friends, they tell their family, they tell their coworkers. I get so many referrals of candidates that come here saying, hey, I heard you can help me find a job. Um, And then also I hire in so many different segments of the market and so many different types of jobs. I just have more access than any other employer would when they post a job on a single job site. So it can really help you expand your search and give you access to candidates that you wouldn't typically have 
uh, come across your, your, your hiring board. So part of that is being obviously a, a great connector because people can send you their resumes and maybe you don't have a particular position at that moment, but I know you've got a big file box in that brain, right? So how does that help? So if I'm someone that's on a job hunt, better for me maybe to contact uh, your, your company, right? Square One Solutions, because there might be a job in the future that I could be the perfect fit. Absolutely. It, it oftentimes is funny how when a candidate comes to me with a particular skill set, excuse me, I may not have anything at the moment, but it's kind of like if you put something out in the universe or you have a certain candidate in mind, all of a sudden that role pops up or I make a few phone calls and I find somebody that is hiring for that role. Um, it's just good to have a lot of lines in the water, whether you're a, a job seeker or an employer, you've got to have a lot of lines in the water. And for me, I build a lot of relationships in the community with people that I know who know a lot of candidates or universities or placement specialists at universities, career services people. Um, that way you can go to those wells when you have an open position that that person might know. I mean, oftentimes if I have a high level position, I may reach out to 15 of my connections that might know someone uh, that would be looking for a job that I'm hiring for. And it only takes one of those people to know one person or to pass that job opportunity onto a friend of theirs. And that person knows someone. Um, being connected in the community and, and being connected to a people who know a lot of people is very important. Well, and that's it. I mean, when the hiring process, the resumes flood in, whether you're using Indeeds or all these other things that uh, people are, you know, putting these job descriptions out on. And I, I love that when we were at the event last week that you kept saying, it. you just need one. So kind of emphasize that because 100, 300 people may apply. Am I qualified to sift through all those resumes and figure all this out? No, I'm not. I mean, a lot of people would think, okay, if I'm hiring for a job, I just put something up on a job site like Indeed, and I get 80 or 100 or sometimes 300 resumes, depending on how long you run a job, and that's who you have to pick from. I don't view it that way. I am putting lines in the water all over the place. Like I said, whether it's through job fairs or past placements I've made, hey, do you know anybody who might be interested? Or uh, I may even call uh, employers that I know and ask them if they know someone, just anyone that I have a good relationship. And then when I narrow my pool down, I might have two people that came from those 80 uh, responses I got from the job ad. Then I might have one that came from a friend and I might have one that came from a university connection. And then I may have one that's just kind of in my, on my back burner that I've been trying to find a job for. So I think it's important to gain candidates from multiple different sources. That just gives you a much better selection. You work in a lot of different industries, so you're not focused on just administration or construction. You're tapped into a lot of different industries. So when those people are looking for that grass that may be greener or a particular like construction is slowing down, how do you help your employers then retain employees or give them temp work until everything fires back up. So that's kind of difficult because especially in this market, if you're going to lay somebody off because you have a lull in work, 
you kind of have to plan on losing that person. I mean, unless you had a really great work environment and they know that in springtime they can call you and get work back, they might, but it's a very competitive market out there. So if you lose somebody to lack of work, there's not a very good chance you're going to get that person back. And I may place them with the intention of having them come back for, for you, but if an employer that I place them with has full-time permanent work and they like the job, you may not see that person again. I mean, at the end of the day, people have to pay their bills and they want stability in their career. So it's, it's really difficult to get people back. That's why I, uh, another article I read the other day talked about uh, hoarding workers, where companies even that are slowing down are very hesitant to lay people off because they worked so hard to get them on the books. And I would caution employers that even in this little slowdown, try to keep people, especially your good employees, as long as possible because you may not see them again. This is Sherry Hill talking with Johnny Skronik, who is out of the family-owned business, Square One Solutions. Check out their website, worksq1.com. We have to go to break. We'll be right back. Save the date. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming Feb 23 through 25th in Yarrington, Nevada. Learn from the experts with our outstanding lineup of speakers. Attend the workshops to learn everything you'll need to get started as a new beekeeper. February 23rd through 25th, Yarrington, Nevada. For beginners and advanced beekeepers, register at NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. The 2023 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through 25th in Yarrington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency. The number one focus is safety for our students and staff. Hi, my name is Summer and I work here at Early Head Start. I would encourage you to come out if you like being with kids. Um, it's joyful watching their little minds grow and seeing them become a little person. So if you are looking for a job in Early Head Start or Head Start, come on down and apply. Natakwa News is delivered to the North Slopes of the Sierra Nevada throughout Nevada and California. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. A great staffing agency will have relationships that go deep into the market. They won't rely simply on a hope and a prayer. A great staffing agency will interview thousands of candidates and have a remarkable way of getting to know them, where they are best suited, and how they can benefit the right company. My guest, Johnny Skronik, branch field operations of his family-owned business, Square One Solutions, a staffing agency based here in Reno, Nevada, has a lot of deep connections into this market. You guys have been around a long time. Johnny, I want to talk about the fact, you know, I mentioned ghosting in the first segment, but this is one of the biggest issues employers are facing. How do I get someone to show up to the interview? Sure. That's a really big challenge right now. I mean, you could get five uh, or six candidates lined up for interviews for a day and have one show up. Well, a lot of people think that what are these uh, fake applicants that are applying to my jobs and then just not showing up to an interview? I think it's more complex than that. I think uh, that there's the candidates are looking at a lot of different job opportunities. So there may be another job they're really excited about. I mean, it's not uncommon for an employee to have or for a candidate to have two or three other job interviews going at the same time they're interviewing for your job. 
And if they're interviewing or if they're doing a phone screen as a first step, if they're not excited at the end of that phone screen, they may not show up to the interview. You need to have whoever is doing that initial phone screen be very excited about the position. Be excited about them as a candidate. Um, you know, I, I always start my phone screen with, wow, I was really excited to see your resume. It looks, you look like you'd be the perfect fit for this position. I, I want them to believe that it's kismet that they applied to this job or that they stumbled across this job and it was made for them. And, you know, whatever the final result is, is sometimes not up to me. Um, but you have to have that person that is engaging that candidate from the beginning to really get them excited about the position. And then I think that your show up rates will go a little bit better for your interviews. So the other thing, obviously, and why candidates are potentially interviewing for multiple different organizations is because wages have increased, benefits, signing bonuses, all these things that a lot of small businesses cannot compete with. How are you helping your employers build that excitement to show that, you know, we're a fantastic company, you do need to come work for us? There's not really much of a way around bringing those wages up. I mean, rent is out of control, inflation's out of control, gas prices. So, I've found that across the board, even the most hesitant employers have had to raise their pay rates between 30 and 50 percent, especially in the lower skilled segments of the market. And then I think that people have really had to pay a lot more attention to their onboarding processes and those toxic employees that might be scaring people away. Uh, I've seen a lot of those people get terminated because when an, when an, employ, when an, when an organization really looks inward, they say, who's who's poisoning the well here? You know, who is making this not such a fun place to show up each day? Because when, an, when, employee, when it's an employee's market and they know they can have four interviews set up the next day, they're not gonna sit around and put up with the toxic work environment. So I think that uh, people, ha uh, employers, the most successful employers have been taking a look at their onboarding processes, have been taking a look at teaming that person up with one of their star employees that can create a good environment for that person in their, uh, during their first couple of weeks and months with an organization, making sure that that person's not bored, uh, running out of work, or uh, you know, has a three-day onboarding process and then is all of a sudden ignored. Um, you really need to make the workplace a fun place. And uh, again, I think it goes back to the media saying that you should love your job. You should be paid more. You should have more flexibility. So, uh, I mean, that is, there is a revolution going on within our workplaces. And I think that it's uh, probably better to sooner rather than later look at the type of work environment you're providing for your employees. And now there is that opportunity because there are a lot of candidates. But one of the things I've discovered in all my work with workforce development, especially here in northern Nevada, is we have way more jobs than people. And so how are you helping your companies that you work with, your staffing that you're helping them to get the right candidates in, deal with that very fact? I mean, you, you recruit from all over the country. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I even have been doing a lot of recruiting for high-level engineer positions in the Bay Area. There is a lot of noise in that market, and candidates are very hesitant, especially when they hear from a recruiter. So uh, what I need to do in that case is I really need to do a deep dive into the benefits the company offers. And like I said, I got to be really excited about the position because every job has its benefits and the people that they work with. And 
I won't just recruit for any company. There's nothing more difficult than trying to recruit really good candidates for a bad job. Um, so I'm very, I'm very selective, not only with the candidates I choose, but with the clients that I choose to service. So once I have identified a client that has a, 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 an open job position, I really want to find out what sets them apart, what makes them different than other employers. Uh, advancement opportunities, uh, work flexibility, salary is a big one, but it's not the be-all, end-all as we know. Um, I see a lot of people leave high-level jobs because they just don't like where they work. Um, and, you know, as employees, we spend an, uh, a crazy amount of time at work in our lives, and you have to be able to enjoy uh, what you do. So I really drill down into what makes this a great environment. And it's not to say that you have to be better than every other workplace, but whoever's doing your hiring, whether it's a recruiter or an in-house person, has to know what makes this job a good job they have to really hit those highlights of what makes this job better than other positions. And then they have to follow through when they get that good employee to start in making that a good work opportunity. So you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to be better than every employer, but you still have to have a, a good position to present to the candidate. Yeah, you know, I look at it, it it's been, while it's been a challenge out there, it's also been a real good time for companies to really look internal and to, clean up the culture, make sure that you've got the right people uh, on the team that are gonna engage and embrace and welcome new employees. And so I think there's always that positive side to every crisis. What would you say to anyone that's out there that's really in that struggle to find candidates, to get these positions filled? Because we also know the flip side of that is less productivity, less gross domestic product, less everything, and companies that cannot grow and are just sustaining, which is not a good thing when we talk about small business. What would you say to those organizations, reach out to you, what can you do for them? Sure. I would say that if they don't have an in-house recruiter or an HR department that is constantly hiring and working on that, they need to engage someone like me. I mean, I have uh, a lot of smaller businesses and they don't have an HR department. The business owner is oftentimes the person that's hiring, but that's not their, in their wheelhouse. I mean, they may do well for a couple of positions, but they need to be out doing what they do to make their business run. And it makes a heck of a lot more sense to engage someone like me who has this big machine cranking all the time. Um, what maybe takes them five or six hours, I could probably do in an hour with the practice and the access that I have to candidates. I have a contractor that he needs to be in the field orchestrating his field staff. He doesn't need to be spending time pouring through resumes and then setting up interviews that eventually don't show up because he doesn't have the same kind of approach to the hiring that I do. Um, so meantime, while he's out doing what makes him successful, I am behind the scenes touting his business, um, you know, pumping his employment opportunity up, getting candidates excited so that by the time they make it to him, they are pre-screened, they know what they're getting into, they're excited for the opportunity, and then he just helps me with the slam dunk on the back end. That's nice. How do people get a hold of you, Johnny? Uh, they could call my office at 775-825-9675. They could connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, or they could shoot me an email at johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y, at worksq1.com. Yeah, it's really exciting, and I know that 
you're behind the scenes, a great staffing agency, so that people can do what they need to do and to make sure that really they're bringing on the right people. I mean, there's nothing worse than hiring someone and then they're blow out in the probationary period. It's a lot of time and effort and anguish. And having been in business for as many years as we have, we've, we've seen it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've experienced it. I think that we all just need to hang in there. This is, uh, especially in northern Nevada, it's a very cyclical market. And I've been through a couple of, of periods where it became an employee's market and everybody had their hair on fire trying to hire people. You just got to hang in there. It's always darkest before the dawn. Uh, I think that there's several economic factors right now that are probably going to lead to a loosening of the market. Um, From some indicators I've seen, it's probably going to be a white collar recession in terms of the job market rather than blue collar. I think that lower skilled jobs are still are still going to be hard to find no matter what. Um, I think you might see a little bit of easing in the job market when it comes to higher level positions. I think there's going to be a transition back into the workplace a little bit uh, in some segments. So I think we just got to hang in there, celebrate the small victories and, uh, you know, work on improving your workplace for your employees. I think that uh, that's probably the best bang for your buck when it comes to retaining the talent you currently have. Awesome. Great advice. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Cherry Hill Show. Johnny Skronik has been my guest. You can reach out to him at Square One Solutions. Thank you for tuning in, where business today has been amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show.